in the end times strange things will happen normally when there's an exodus approaching you must understand the whole story of the bible that the israelites when they were in egypt they were representing the church when it is in this world seven the Israelites represents the church when they were in Egypt. So what was happening there? Leaving, departing from Egypt. It was a depiction of the future church, which is us of rapture. That there will be a moment we have to be raptured. And that in the end times, people shall harden their hearts. Because the devil will not allow God's people to go, to be raptured. And that's why Pharaoh was hardening his heart. Am I talking to you? Pharaoh oh, yeah. was hardening his heart. Now, why was he hardening his heart? In 1 Corinthians chapter 10, alright, from verse 1, the Bible says, Moreover, brethren, I do not want you to be unaware that all our fathers were under the cloud all passed through the sea. In verse 2, the Bible says, all were baptized into the baptism of Moses in the cloud and the sea. And in verse 3, the Bible says, all ate some spiritual food. When they were moving with Moses, they ate spiritual food. And the Bible says, and they drank from the same spiritual drink. For they drank of that spiritual rock that followed them, and that rock was crushed. Now imagine when Moses, with the people of Israel, when they were leaving Egypt, there was a moment they were hungry, and God gave them food. The Bible calls it spiritual food. And there was a moment they were thirsty. So Moses hit the stone with the rod. When he hit it, water came out. The Bible says that stone he was hitting, it was Jesus that followed them there. And he became a rock. Oh, you didn't hear this statement. Can you imagine the Bible says, and the rock that followed them. So can you imagine Jesus, when he saw people thirsty, he actually went there and became a rock. And turned into a rock. So when they were arriving, they were like, oh, here is a rock. Not knowing it was Jesus who followed them and became a rock. And when they hit it, Jesus released water. If you're watching, wherever you're watching from, get ready because tonight we'll begin to make prayers of supernatural wealth transfer and a lot of wealth will be released to the church. Amen. Trust you me, something's going to happen to somebody. Now watch this, just watch this. Now, 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 let's continue the scripture Now, see what the Bible there says. But with most of them, God was not well pleased for their bodies were scattered in the wilderness. Now these things... Did you hear this statement? Whatever was happening from Egypt, the Bible says, became our examples to the intent that we should not last after evil things as they also last. What happened in the Old Testament? It was a picture of this church. The time will come when Jesus has to say it's the moment of exodus. You have to leave and go to the promised land. So we have a promised land, which is the new Jerusalem. Am I talking to somebody here? We have a promised land, which is what? 
the new Jerusalem. So God, at some point in time, he wants us to retain. Are you understanding? So you must understand the principles. What happens? How does God do it? Does he just come and say, let's move? No. There are principles that he puts in place. And some of these principles is supernatural worth a transfer. Worth a transfer. What do we mean when we say worth a transfer? When we speak of worth a transfer, we mean that the, 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 the worth goes back into the hands of rightful owners. Do you understand what I'm saying to you? It means what? The worth comes back to rightful owners. Because right now it's not in the rightful owners. So people who are having the money in the finances and who are controlling the global markets are people who don't even fear God. But I want you to know something here. The time is coming and it has come. When God is commanding that who owns anything that is not theirs to return to the rightful owner. So, what happens is this. There are seven ways God uses during supernatural with the transfer. It's not one. It's not two. It's not three. It's not four. There are seven. Somebody says seven. If you do not know these things, how God releases worth transfer to the people, you will be praying and fasting for the rest of your life without seeing any result. You will be praying for financial breakthrough, you will not see it. Because it is not the prayer in this season that is going to command things to happen. It is divine alignment. When you align yourself in what God is saying, in a position that God is talking about, you will find yourself I'm not talking to somebody here. Can you imagine somebody praying to God that God, please, uh, we want to leave, we want to leave Egypt, we want to go to Canaan. You must align yourself. If they say take the blood and put on the door, you must take the blood and put on the door. If they say now it's time for we need to eat the unleavened bread, you need to take the unleavened bread and eat it. When they say everybody now must move, you must move. So for you to be found amongst the people who will enjoy divine privileges, you need to align yourself in the ordinances. Otherwise, you will find yourself praying and not seeing results because you do not know the times. I'm not talking to somebody right here. Now, I have a message for somebody tonight because God spoke to me that there will be serious worth of transfer. I've told you, if you, if you, don't, if you don't believe it, Keep on checking in my life. You, you will see me enjoying it. And trust you me, no one, no one will see this if you not believe God for this supernatural worth of trust. Nobody will see it. It will be for those who shall believe. Trust you me, it will be for those who shall believe. Because God will not give this worth to people just to use it. It will be for the advancement of his kingdom. Am I talking to somebody here? It will be for the advancement of his kingdom. We are not loving money. Do you understand what I'm saying to you? I tell people I don't love money. Money loves me. If money does not come to me, it feels so sad. Do you know why? Because we are rightful owners. Okay, let me just show you something that is very important. Let's go to the book of Haggai. 
Oh, Sharika Mahanda Kia. Radagabaso de Kipa. Say Jesus. Haggai 2, verse 8. Hmm. The Bible says, and I want you to see this, okay? The silver is mine, and the gold is mine, says the Lord of heavens, Amen. Did you hear that statement? Now, can you imagine what belongs to God is in the hands of those people who worship the devil? Does that make sense to you? He says the silver is mine, and the God is mine. Did you hear that? So, how does God take it to, to his people? Because the people who are holding the silver and God are not his people. Most of these people denounce him. This is why until today, people associate prosperity with the devil. Trust you me, I have seen people who think, ah, major one, you can't just have money like that. It, there must be a devil somewhere. Because, because that's the knowledge people are having. But trust you me, the, the, this generation, God is raising up a church that people will begin to associate prosperity with the church. Am I talking to somebody here? In this generation, what God begin to do? People begin to associate prosperity with the what? With the church. I'm telling you. You will see it. Because it will be so undeniable. It will not just be one man or two people. Almost everyone in church. They will experience the worthy transfer of Acts chapter 4. Am I talking to somebody here? They will experience the worthy transfer of Acts chapter 4. Do you, know, do you know Peter? Peter, mm -hmm? in chapter 3, when he met a man at the beautiful gate, the man said, I need silver. I said, silver and gold. I don't have. He said, what I have, I give it to you. Rise up in the name of Jesus. So, so, so Peter, in Acts chapter 3, the Bible says, when he, are, are, are you here? He didn't have silver. He didn't have what? In chapter 4, the story changed. The Bible says, starting from him, the Bible says, no one lacked. Oh, am I talking to somebody here? It is nobody what? The Bible says, for they had all things in common. Meaning that if you have a Mercedes, she has a Mercedes, she has a Mercedes. If she buys a house, she buys a house. She, the Bible says they had all things in common. That's what God has always been doing. There is no revival, no spiritual revival without financial revival. Whenever God was telling the people of Israel, as a sign for them to know that he is with them, God would say what? You shall eat in plenty and you shall be satisfied and you shall know that I am with you. For you to know that God is with you, he attaches prosperity. So, so in this generation, we cannot be just be preaching the gospel and being poor and the people laughing at us, asking us, where is their God? Do you, do you know the first statement Jesus said? He said, the spirit of the Lord has what? Anointed me to do what? To preach the gospel to who? The first people that he was first of all, he had to look for. Was to take the good news to the poor. 
So can you imagine that he actually feels bad for the poor people? That he has to say, first, preach the good news to the poor, then heal. Bind the brokenhearted. Can you imagine that he, he, he puts people who are in different categories of problems and then he includes you? Then he comes to other people, then he says, give to the poor. So the poor he's talking about, imagine you're included. Instead of you being commanded to be part of the people who must give what? To the poor. Somebody say, I'm not included. Say, so I am the one to go and give. So, why we talk about prosperity? It is because we are commanded to go out and help the poor. If there is a place where money is highly needed, it's the church. If there are people who need more money, are people in the church? Because we want to use the money to go and give the poor. We need the church now to prosper. People who need our Jesus, not, not by us preaching. But by them seeing just what God is doing around us. I prophesy shall be so with you. I prophesy shall be so with you. Wherever you are in the name of Jesus, it shall be so with you. Are you here somebody? Am I talking to you? You, you can't argue. That part you can't argue. What do you say? Someone you are fighting... Your family members, they don't even believe in Jesus. Most of them, they don't even believe in Jesus. Imagine you wake up in the morning and say, hey, my cousin, come over here. Do you have a house? Say, no. Say, I want to buy a house. Choose a house somewhere else. Even before you say, do you want to receive Jesus? Before you finish, they're, they're on their knees. The church in the last days it will close with a grand finale. I'm telling you. <laughs> do, do, do you know the glory of David? When God put the glory upon David, the Bible says the people, everybody, whatever David would say, everyone was doing it. I'm telling you, whatever David would say, the whole nation would do it. Are you understanding? During the reign of Solomon, there was no war. Solomon never visited any battlefield. There was no battle. Everybody became a friend because of money. If you have no money, people just think of fighting you. No, for no reason. <laughs> Solomon, can, can you imagine? Look, look, look at Solomon. <laughs> Surrounded by about 10 countries, including Egypt. All these nations that were having wars and battles every time. But when Solomon became a king for 40 years, no single day. I was saying somewhere, I said, Do you know what killed Samson? What killed Samson was not Delilah. People think Delilah. Killed Samson. It wasn't, Sam, it wasn't Delilah. 
It was money. In Judges 16 verse 5, the Bible said, when the moment they went to her and offered the money, that's it. That's it. When they offered the money, that's it. She said, how much? They said 1,000 articles of silver. If Samson had the money, his wife could not have done that to him. If you see today, so many people who have callings of God, their callings are being killed. Their missions are being killed. What God gave them is being killed because of money. If money is in the hands of the enemy, they will use it to kill your calling. That's why there, is a, there must be an operation to take back what belongs to us. Because they are using it to sponsor, to destroy the church. You have no idea how many people have been paid for my life. You have no idea how many people have been paid for my life. I prophesy to you. In this season, God will pour out supernatural worthy transfer. That even the enemy will rise against you. God will also use your resources to defend yourself. And you will use your resources to protect the church. You will use your resources to enhance the gospel and, and enlargement. You shall sponsor the kingdom. As people are rising to bring down the church, God will use you to put the church on top. With your finances, receive it. There are people who are being used to pay money to destroy the church. But God said, you, major one, I will also give you partners. As they are also having people to destroy the church, partners will rise up with the money and protect the vision. You, you cannot do anything. You can't. So you need to, to know this. What killed Samson was not Delilah. It was money. Imagine the men who were sitting by the, by the gate of Jesus' tomb. The Bible says these men were guards guarding the tomb. And the Bible says when Jesus was resurrecting, the Bible says there was an earthquake. And the stone which covered the entrance was rolled away. And the guards fainted in terror. It says that. The Bible says that. But when they woke up, the Bible says the authorities called them and gave them money. And they tell them to say, do not say what you saw. Imagine they betrayed the Holy Spirit who touched them, who made them fall under the power. They actually saw a, a angels. They, they were witnesses. But they were given money. Don't say it. We have people who come in church raising up hands like this. When a man of God is ministering, they fall under the power. But because of money, they can even betray the same man of God. And they saw, they saw with the eyes, God moving. They saw with the eyes the power. They saw things happening in church with the eyes. But because of money, they can even betray. Somebody said, money must come back to us. I'm telling you. You see what's happening with, with the money now in the world? They're using it to sponsor wars. So how then shall these monies come to the church? What will happen to make the church have the possession back? What will happen? There are seven ways 
Number one, God will use supernatural transfer. Say supernatural. What is supernatural? Supernatural is you can't understand it. How it will happen, you will not get it. It is so supernatural that even I explain to you, you will not understand it. But it is a supernatural way how God will use this method. It is a method he used it before, several occasions. And he will use it again. Do you understand? How can I explain it? When Abraham went to Egypt with his wife, how will he explain it? He arrived today like this. The following day he wakes up. He's been given servants, camels, thousands of, of, of sheep. He stays there for a few days. He's leaving Egypt. He's a billionaire. The Bible says he was rich in gold and in silver. How? Supernatural. Transfer. The king decided to give half of his economy of Egypt to Abraham. Without working for it. There will be supernatural transfers to an extent that even contracts you never applied for. They will be given to the people in the church. Tenders you never thought about. God will just make this. Oh my goodness. Am I talking to somebody here? Positions you never applied for. Jobs you never applied for. God will just transfer them to you. Supernaturally. Let me show you a scripture. Let's go into scripture quickly. The Bible says in the book of Exodus. Radakaba Handia. 3, verse 21 to 22, New Living Translation. The Bible here says, and I want you to understand this, all right? And I will cause the Egyptians. Hear that? Who will cause them? Ask me louder. Who will cause them? Can you imagine God saying, I'm going to cause your boss. Imagine God saying, I will cause that company. Imagine God saying, I will cause that bank to give you the money you need. God is saying, I will cause. I will cause institutions. I will cause money holders. I will cause. You will cause them to do what? See what the Bible there says? I will cause the Egyptians to look favorably on you. If you have not seen what the transfer in your life, keep on looking at me. You'll be tired. Because I'm believing God for worth transfer. Resources are coming. Ah, the way you are receiving is like it's nothing. Do you know I'm releasing to you? Resources are coming. I will cause the banks. I will cause people. I will cause institutions to look, to look. Somebody says supernatural transfer. See the scripture there. So God says, I will cause Egyptians to look favorable on you. They will give you gifts when you go. So you will not live empty-handed. When you meet an Egyptian, can you imagine these are people who were, who were slaves to the Egyptians? But God is twisting things supernaturally. He says, the moment you look at them, instead of making them suffer and work and punish them, they will change. They will begin to say, you know what? I want to give you something. Am I talking to somebody here? 
We are venturing into a season when worthy transfer shall be real upon your life. If I be a prophet, I decree and I prophesy. Supernatural worthy transfer is coming. God will cause somebody to look upon you favorably. So, number one, God will cause what? Supernatural transfers. In this method, God transfers things supernaturally. He begins to cause people to start looking upon you with favor. See, the Bible says that. It says, I will cause Egyptians to look favorable on you. They will give you gifts when you go, so you will not leave what? Empty-handed. Now, verse 22 is worse. Verse 22. Every Israelite woman, someone any, any woman say, I'm here, prophet. Can you imagine special? It is even given an address. That what I'm talking about goes to, to women. The address is women here. See here. Every Israelite woman will ask for articles of silver and gold. Ah, 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 and fine clothing. Exactly what women like. Can you imagine? This is Yahweh speaking. This is our God in heaven speaking. That he even feels for you, for your clothing. That he has got passion for your clothing. He knows that that ring is not real silver. And he wants you to have the real God on your ring. Can you imagine God says, oh women get ready. <laughs> can, can you imagine this? When I, when I read that scripture one day, I shook my head. I said, what kind of God do I serve? That he can even think of women. That they need fine linen. Fine clothing. They need pure God. Pure diamond. This is God talking. Every Israelite woman. Oh, so where there's Israelite woman there, but every Jesus nation woman. We'll ask for articles of silver and gold and fine clothing from Egyptian, from Egyptian neighbors, and from the foreign women in the houses. You will dress your sons and daughters with these. Stripping the Egyptians of their wealth. Do you hear that statement? Who are Egyptians from the Bible? From the Bible, Egyptians represents people who did not fear God. And God wants their worth to be what? Wept. Taken away. He says, you, your children, says, even your, they shall wear silver, they shall wear gold, even your daughters, your sons. Somebody say, worth transfer. Say number one. God will transfer supernaturally. Number two, divine distributions. God will distribute things to people. I will hear this. Some say divine distributions. You'll be like, what is going on here? In fact, according to research, it's only 1% of rich people in the world. 1% of rich people. Meaning that 99% people are broke and are poor. 1%. And 
And at that 99%, men are Christians. Because if we remove China, most people in China are doing well. And that's why there are billions of people. If we remove China, if you go to China now, you will see. Most Chinese are doing well. Somebody says something must happen. Ecclesiastes 2 verse 26. God gives wisdom, knowledge, and joy to those who please him. But if a sinner becomes wealthy, God takes the worth away and gives it to those who please him. This too is what? Meaningless, like chasing the wind. Now, let me explain to you this statement. I want you to hear this statement very well. Can, can, can you imagine this statement? It says, if... Did you hear this statement? It says, what God is talking about now has no profit. It's like someone is chasing the wind. Do you understand? It's like a person is chasing what? You can, can you catch it? So he's saying it's the same way with this revelation. This revelation is so deep. It's like chasing the wind. Because most people will not understand it. It says if a sinner has a good worth, God will take it away and give it to who? To those who please him. But will those people believe it? Imagine, imagine, imagine this. That you are a servant. And then the following day you are a boss. Of your boss. Imagine Joseph in Egypt. He is a servant and he's in prison. The following day he wakes up, he's a prime minister. And the people in the prison, those guards, are under his control. If this is not supernatural, tell me what it is. If this is not a divine thing that is happening, tell me what it is. Now let's go. Let's go another scripture. Let's go another scripture. There will be distributions in the spirit. There's a portion of you that God wants you to partake. Yeah, let's go to Psalms 105, verse 44. Right, the Bible says, He gave his people the lands of the pagan nations. They began to distribute. So people who were worshipping a pagan god, God took their land and distributed it to his people. Another one will be like, uh, I'm taking this side. Another one, I'm taking this side. It, there was a distribution. God took away their lands and gave it to what? To his people. Now, see what the Bible there says? Then the Bible says, and they harvested crops that others had planted. Say, it's my portion. You see what is happening with you? It's like you are a wicked woman or you're a wicked man. Can you imagine when you do things instead of you harvesting what you never planted? People are doing that on you. It's an error. The devil is twisting what is supposed to be twisted. Say, not again. No, speaking loud, I say, not again anymore. Say, from now, it shall be vice versa. Imagine how people nowadays, you work so hard, waking up in the morning, working so hard, and then you lose everything. The enemy takes everything. Mm. 
if I ask people in this room to say, how many are experiencing this? Almost everybody will raise up a hand. To say, even me. It's, I work so hard, but I can't see the fruit of my labor. I want you to understand this. In this season, God is changing that. God will distribute the wealth of the pagans. I had a vision. I saw like an orchestra. A huge orchestra. And they, were, they were playing instruments. All kinds of instruments. And I asked God, what is this? God told me, he said, the orchestra you are seeing is every person who shall believe your message you are preaching this season. They shall sing for joy. Listen to me. There is an orchestra rising. There are people that will receive this message and they will begin to move in worthy trust. And they shall rejoice in an orchestra. The lands of the pagans will come to who? To the people of God. In this case, what is the land of the pagans? It will be contracts. Jobs of the pagans. Positions of the pagans will be distributed to God's people. So you will see that people's, the businesses of the pagans, uh -huh, am I talking to you? Will begin to go where? But I want you to hear this, what, God's gonna, what he told me. He said, tell your people to register companies and some should register NGOs and government organizations because everywhere they will apply money will come in billions to those institutions, organizations, so they can use those monies to support the poor. I pray for everybody that is here. We believe in your power. We believe in your name. Father, it is not for the glory of us. And if Father, if we are looking for this miracle, for our glory, then Father, we do not need it. Then hold it for us. But Father, we need this miracle to happen for the advancement of your kingdom. As you have spoken to us, that in the season you'll be releasing worth for your people. Here we are with arms stretched. Here we are with expectations. Here we are in faith, believing what you have said. In the name of Jesus, because you, God, you love your people. And that you do not want your people to perish. Father, in the name of Jesus, we denounce the love of money. And we're not here for material things. We're here for your kingdom. We're not here because we love materials. We are here for your kingdom. All we need is your breakthrough to be given. So that we can use resources to help the poor. To build churches. To advance the kingdom. I therefore pray for everyone. Wherever you're watching me from. That resources are coming to you. They are coming from the east. They are coming from the south. They are coming from the west. They are coming from the north. Receive in the name of Jesus. Your restoration is coming now. What you lost is coming again. God is restoring you in the name of Jesus. Wherever you are received. Wherever you are received. It is coming a hundredfold. It is coming back a hundredfold. You will be surprised. Says the Lord. You will be shocked. Says the Lord. Receive in the name of Jesus. Receive.
in Jesus' holy name. 